RTHK, the news at 11 with Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, the MTR says it will review its asset management and maintenance regime following today's Chernkleno line incident. The government denies light public housing is costly and the cremation of former President Jiang Zemin has taken place in Beijing. The MTR Corporation says it's deeply concerned about two recent incidents involving its trains that severely disrupted services. In a statement issued after the breakdown of a train this morning on the Chen Quano line, the rail company announced it will carry out a comprehensive review of its asset management and maintenance regime. Lawmaker Gary Zhang, a former MTR engineer, earlier repeated his concerns about the lack of frontline staff at the MTR, including maintenance workers. He told RTHK the accident might have something to do with this manpower shortage. There have been very uh, serious uh, like lack of manpower for MTR frontline uh, uh, working teams in both maintenance teams and also you know uh, training operations team. So uh, I'm worried that uh, if this uh, shortage of manpower could be uh, like um, related to uh, to the recent major failures. I think government should take uh, a more leading role into the investigation, and the government uh, regulator should really take a more leading role in the com- in the upcoming investigation process. Perhaps the EMS- the EMSD itself should take lead in the investigation, not just rely on MTR internal investigation. Earlier, the Transport Secretary Lam Sai-hung had ordered the MTR to conduct a thorough investigation into the incident. Services were severely disrupted for about four hours. Hundreds of MTR passengers had to abandon a train and walk along the tracks for the second time in less than a month. The emergency evacuation, which disrupted Chen Kwan O-Line services for most of this morning, was caused by a fault in the coupling between two carriages. Zhuang Wong reports. Firefighters rushed to Chengquanou Station during the morning rush hour to assist with the evacuation of some 1,500 people. Two of the passengers felt unwell and were taken to hospital. The incident, which happened at around 8.30 a.m., led to around four hours of serious disruption on much of the Chengquanou line. The MTR's chief of operations engineering, Nelson Ng, said something went wrong with the coupling between two carriages. The coupling connecting two of the train compartments appeared to have experienced a mechanical failure, which triggered the relevant safety system. The train was stopped and an alarm went off. The train in question did not derail. A Miss Lowe told RTHK that she was standing at the connecting point in question. She said she heard noises and said it felt like something outside had hit the train. There were two loud noises and one of the carriages was tilted slightly. Other passengers at the connecting point ran away from the area and we later saw that it had widened and bulged up. Another passenger on board the train, Miss Chan, said she also heard noises before the lights went out and the two carriages were plunged into darkness. She said passengers waited for around half an hour inside the train with some complaining of feeling unwell. We did not see any other trains. Only our train was stopped here. Some staff members here had assisted us and asked us to stay close to the walls. There were a lot of kindergarten students traveling from Lohas Park Station, and us parents distracted them and told them we were going on an adventure. She said that it took around five minutes to walk along the tracks to the platform at Chengkwano Station. The rail company's chief of operating, Sammy Wong, apologized for the incident and said the train would be inspected to find out what went wrong. 
Safety is the MTR Corporation's top priority. We will, of course, ascertain the cause when the train returns to the depot. We will also ensure other trains are safe before serving passengers. This was the second MTR tunnel evacuation in just over three weeks after dozens of people escaped along the tracks when a train partially derailed as it entered Yaomate Station on November the 13th, ripping two sets of doors off a carriage. Now, the weather mainly cloudy, rather cool tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be about 14 degrees in the urban areas, a couple of degrees lower in the new territories. Dry with sunny periods during the day, the maximum temperature will be around 19 degrees. Temperatures currently 16 degrees and the humidity is 68%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Housing Secretary Winnie Ho has denied reports that light public housing units will cost more than traditional public flats to build on average. She told legislators that light public flats in low-storey buildings will have a similar price tag as transitional units, while those in high-rise blocks will cost about the same as traditional public rental homes. Ms Ho said the Architectural Services Department, or ASD, will see if the modular light public housing flats can be reused as a way to save money. She spoke through an interpreter. Now we are adopting the modular integrated construction approach. So we are asking the ASD to look into the possibility of reusing these modules in other purposes in the future. So in terms of the design, the modules actually have their own value. Xinhua News Agency says the body of late former President Jiang Zemin was cremated this morning in Beijing at the Baobashang Revolutionary Cemetery. Memorial service will be held tomorrow at 10 at the Great Hall of the People. An early announcement from the funeral committee said people across the country will observe a three-minute silence during the ceremony. The University of Hong Kong has been working on a new hepatitis B drug with the aim of freeing patients from lifelong medication. Currently, patients have to take pills continuously to prevent the viral infection from causing cirrhosis or even liver cancer. Professor Yun Man Fung, who leads the university's hepatology department and the, and the research, told Natalie Ching the significance of the new drugs. The current medication is relatively cheap, in fact, with less than one Hong Kong dollar a day. But the thing is, they need to take it for long. That may have a bearings or importance of the compliance of patients taking a drug for that long. Although it's cheap, but once the patients were asked to take medication for life, they have some hesitance. Can you explain how does this new drug work? This drug works quite differently from what we have right now because the current treatment actually just suppressed the virus to lower down the hepatitis B virus DNA. This drug actually lowered down what we call the virus antigen. In particular, for hepatitis B, we call this antigen surface antigen. This antigen actually suppressed the immune cells. And that's why if we can have this drug to lower down the surface antigen, it removes the agents that suppressed the immune system. The suppression of the immune system will be gone, and that will reawaken the immune cells to take over the control of the virus. So if the patients took the therapy for a certain period of time, a finite period of time, then we achieve the loss of surface engine plus undetectable HBDNA that maintain at least after 24 weeks of off therapy. Then we say this is functional cure. If we can successfully treat it with the new drug that reawaken the immune system that can control the virus, 
then these patients can be taken off from a lifelong medication while maintaining the suppression of the virus throughout their lives. Computer technician has been jailed for two years and eight months after he admitted to writing during the height of the social unrest in 2019. Natalie Ching again. The district court heard that 24-year-old Jason Tam was one of the protesters who besieged the Chengkwan O police station in the early hours on August the 5th. In mitigation, Tam's lawyer pleaded a lenient sentence, saying his client had committed the offence out of impulse. But Judge Frankie Yu wrote that Tam had been an active participant and had thrown bricks at the building. The judge said the case was serious and called for a deterrent sentence. He set a starting point for the sentence at four and a half years, but allowed a discount on the grounds of Tam's guilty plea and clear record. The court also ordered Tam to pay $3,000 to the government as compensation for the damage caused. The government says it'll consult the public on setting up a policyholders protection scheme this month as part of its efforts to build Hong Kong into a global risk management centre and sophisticated insurance hub. In its development roadmap for the insurance industry published today, the government also reiterated the chief executive's policy address proposal to set up after-sales service centres in places such as Nansa and Tianhai. The authorities say they're exploring different ways to connect the mainland and Hong Kong insurance markets while trying to convince international insurance groups to headquarter in Hong Kong. Speaking at the Asian Insurance Forum, John Lee vowed to boost the local insurance sector by strengthening its infrastructure and nurturing talent. To ensure the robustness of our regime, the insurance authority has been performing stress tests on underlying parameters taking into account market gyrations. Within this month, we will commence a public consultation on the detailed proposals for a policyholders protection scheme to provide additional safety net in case of insurer insolvency. We will continue to work with the insurance authority and market participants to propel our insurance market to new heights. Chief Executive John Lee, the DAB has urged the government to provide better support for women going through the menopause while also appealing to the media to stop the negative coverage of the health issue. As Ada Al reports, the party said there's currently no medical services here targeting women going through the menopause. The DAB said it surveyed 1,256 women aged 45 and over in October and November and found that more than 65% had not sought medical help for symptoms of the menopause. Elizabeth Quatt, who chairs the DAB's Women's Affairs Committee, told the media that a negative public narrative on menopause is silencing those going through it. Every woman will go through this process and go through this period. The problem that most of the Hong Kong women not talk about menopause or not seek help when they facing menopause problem is because there is some negative identity placed to uh, menopause women. This is the culture that we need to change. We urge uh, all the media not to badmouth about <laughs> menopause and to uh, give more positive information and um, and government provide more support to the women facing menopause. The party said a survey found that around two-thirds of respondents thought the government was not doing enough to promote awareness of the menopause or support those going through it. 
Ms. Kwok said other places, including the mainland and Taiwan, are more supportive, and authorities here should learn from them and provide menopause-related help, including a counseling hotline and targeted medical assessments and services. She said there's no medical services targeting women going through the menopause in the SAR at the moment. Vivian Wong, honorary president of the Hong Kong Association for Integration of Chinese Western Medicine, also called for government to do more. She said a territory-wide program aimed at middle-aged women should be put in place. It could actually start with the CHP in actually defining what are the important uh, symptoms and signs and risk factors uh, for the various clinics to actually use. To screen women. Vian Wong from the Hong Kong Association for Integration of Chinese Western Medicine ending that report. Sport and football and two Asian teams will play in the latest set of games in the round of 16 at the Football World Cup in Doha. The match between Japan and Croatia has just kicked off and a short while ago the score was nil-nil. And at 3am Hong Kong time, Brazil will play South Korea. Earlier, England marched into the quarterfinals at the World Cup with a convincing win over Senegal. First half strikes by Jordan Henderson and Harry Kane and a third goal in Qatar for Bukayo Saka gave England a 3-0 victory and a last-eight meeting with France. More from the BBC's John Bennett. Senegal made a confident start and had the best early chance when Boulay Gia got ahead of John Stones and forced an impressive save by England keeper Jordan Pickford. The Euros finalists looked to be in a real contest against the African champions. But then their quality came through in a lovely move for the opening goal. Out of nothing, Harry Kane found Jude Bellingham's driving run and his perfect pullback was finished by Jordan Henderson. Then in first half injury time, Kane scored his first goal at this World Cup. Bellingham releasing Phil Foden to send the Tottenham striker clear and he made no mistake. England stepped it up even further second half as Senegal lost their composure and Bukayo Saka made it three after an excellent Foden cross. An impressive performance by Gareth Southgate's side. Their quarter-final against France could be something special. Yes, as we just heard, France also reached the quarter-finals by beating Poland 3-1. The England and Chelsea winger Raheem Sterling left the World Cup just ahead of the Senegal game for what was described as family reasons. It's now known that armed raiders broke into his home in London while his family were there, including his children. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The MTR says it will review its asset management and maintenance regime following today's Chengkwan O line incident. The government denies light public housing is costly and the cremation of former President Jiang Zemin has taken place in Beijing. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist, your voice is calling. Tis twilight time. When purple-colored curtains mark the end of day, I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time. And a very good Monday evening to you, if it is indeed evening where you're listening. on our little blue ball, thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays, 11.15 through to midnight, music from a bygone era mostly at least 
for tonight, a good mixture, and we start our show with a song from Perry Como. Together, at last, at twilight time. It's impossible. Tell the sun to leave the sky It's just impossible It's impossible Ask a baby not to cry It's just impossible Can I hold you closer to me And not feel you going through me Split the second That I never think of you Oh, how impossible Can the ocean Keep from rushing to the shore It's just impossible If I had you, could I ever want for more? It's just impossible. And tomorrow, should you ask me for the world, somehow I'd get it. I would sell my very soul and not regret it. For to live without your love, it's just impossible. Can the ocean keep from rushing to the shore? It's just impossible. If I had you. Could I ever want for more? It's just impossible. And tomorrow, should you ask me for the world, somehow I'd get it. I would sell my very soul and not regret it. For to live without your love is just impossible, impossible. Oh, 